Welcome everybody to the Unnormalized Podcast. This is Frankie A, your host, and today we're back with another awesome show with a really cool show that's like the soundtrack today. I'm joined with Slavic for most of you will probably know him from um, So You Think You Can Dance, um, season 15, and uh, doing a lot of cool shit out there in the dance world, and I'm really excited to have him on to talk about my passion, which is dance and um, a, a passion that we both share. Um, so welcome everybody, Slavic. Slavic, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Um, tell people, I mean, we mostly know you from So You Think You Can Dance, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably where a lot of people follow your journey now because of the show. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, all that kind of stuff. I like to talk to people um, because I really find that we get a lot of good insight into who you are rather than what we see like on TV and stuff like that. Um, who you are and where you come from, the, your family, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, originally I'm from Ukraine. I was born and raised there. At around age uh, 12 is when I moved to the United States. I moved to a town called Stillwater, which is in Oklahoma. Lived there. Um, It was around my eighth grade time. So uh, when I moved, I barely spoke English. Kind of just had to jump into everything. Uh, Had to go to a normal school and like catch up with pretty much the culture, the language, so on and so forth. At that point in my life, I've been dancing for about a year or so I was very like fresh and whatever dance experience that I had was very like beginner and completely like not what I do now. So um, from there on I lived lived in that small town nobody really danced there I just had to like kind of train myself watch videos off of YouTube just like a lot of kids do nowadays Um, and then um, around uh, around that same time I kind of realized that I have you know big passion for dance and that's what I want to do is my career. So my plan was since since I moved to Stillwater was as soon as I graduated to move uh, to West Coast, like Los Angeles and all that, and, uh, you know, see what I can do from there. So then I just trained. I trained, trained, trained. Uh, after I graduated high school, month after, I moved to Vegas because I didn't know, uh, you know, L.A. was much more pricier and it's a little expensive. So I just moved to Vegas because yeah. my mom was living here. Uh, moved to Vegas made connections you know next the for the next year i trained a lot once again uh i uh went to different events like battles uh stuff like that uh did some jobs here and there um and yeah after that uh i heard about so you think you can dance i mean i've always knew about the show but then uh i've never really like watched this i was like well let me audition because there are auditions coming up and then you know the rest people kind of know so that's, um, that's like so, my background. Yes. So, so talk to me about now, now where, before you came to the States, was mm-hmm. dance something that you were um, getting yourself into before you moved in the Ukraine? Or mm-hmm. was it something that here in the United States? Uh, well, I started... Uh... I started dancing when I was in Ukraine, and uh, the way it started uh, was my friend did the moonwalk, and I was like, wow, what is that? And then he kind of introduced me uh, to Michael Jackson and all that, and that's when I started really, like, listening to his music. Uh, and then after that, I joined the dance crew, so really, like, my passion with dance started in Ukraine, but it didn't, like, 
get real until I moved to United States, even though where I moved to United States didn't have any like dance culture necessarily. Like I didn't have nobody that would like, you know, dance with me. It was more so just me on my own. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. After school, all, all I would do is hang out with my friends outside, just, you know, roaming the city. Uh, and my mom yeah. was like, well, like, what do you want to do? Like, you want to have like, like a hobby, yada, yada, yada. And uh, she was like, what do you think about, what do you think about dance? I'm like, yeah, like that, that sounds pretty cool. So then she took me to this, uh, at first she took me to a ballet class, right? And we show up and she just kind of shows me, like they open the room and they show me what they're doing. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I want to do. Um, she's <laughs> like, okay. So then after that, she's like, well, what do you want to be like, do like break dance or like hip hop? I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, that sounds very exciting. So then I show up and I like joined this like crew and uh, it was hip hop and they kind of trained me like the very basics of like hip hop choreo, like kids basic choreo. So it wasn't even like popping or animation at that point. I didn't start with that at all. Uh, but then later on, as I was in the crew, um, I saw I was watching the show Ukraine Got Talent and there was this dude who was doing like the robot and like all the isolations and he was just it was the craziest thing that i've seen in person or like through tv and uh next day i go back to, you know take classes and all that and uh, i was talking to my friend about what i saw on tv and the uh, next thing i know the guy that was on tv was actually in my crew this whole time so it's like oh like you saw that you like it i'm like yeah like that was super tight i was like what is that and he was like well like that all comes from popping and we had popping classes. So that's when I started taking popping classes. And that's where I was like, whoa, I like this and freestyle like over anything else. And that's where like it, you know, my passion for dance kind of like really sparked. That, that's awesome. Um, how is like, like it, I, I grew up in a hip hop culture um, here in the, in the US. I, I grew up in, I live in New Jersey. So I'm very close mm -hmm. to New York City. Um, and yeah. Um, oh, you were just in Jersey or New York city? Uh, New York city. Oh, okay. So there's something about like, I mean, that's where a lot of the hip hop culture sprung up was, you know, many different genres of dance from, you know, the hip hop culture and, uh, moving to United States and Oklahoma, there was nothing. So yeah, it was it was weird because I expected as soon as I moved to be like, oh, everyone's dancing, and then I move and there's nobody that was dancing. <laughs> and then you moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so the like once you got here and you started, you know, you said you moved to Vegas, which mm -hmm. I mean that's a great kind of entertainment capital to start you know yeah. doing some really big things mm -hmm. um i mean there's tons of of shows and opportunities and all that kind of stuff that happens out in vegas mm -hmm. um how does how does your 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 family feel about at that point um when you know because like you said um there's there's one thing when you're kind of doing it like as a hobby to mm -hmm. keep yourself out of trouble and all that mm -hmm. but when did you realize, Slavic, that this was like a more than just like a hobby, um, yeah. a passion that you wanted to say, like, I really want to do this like as a career? Mm -hmm. um, well, my family, first of all, they supported me 100 um, percent. They've always they've always wanted me to go down the entertainment uh, path 
like my mom really wants me to do acting and that's something that I've always wanted to get into and that's something that I am going to get into very soon uh same with modeling and dancing kind of like those three things and uh mm -hmm. when I moved to Vegas uh, I I never had in mind to like join one of the shows here that wasn't because that would keep me grounded in Vegas and that's not what I want to do I want to travel with what I do so for me Vegas was just like a resting point uh for me to go back and forth from LA, which is what I'm doing a lot uh, right now. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, my family really supported me on my, you know, dance journey. They've always saw me, you know, go far with it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that they did because that kind of like gave me the confidence to keep pushing. But I've always, I've never had, like, I've never had planned to go to college. I never planned to do any of that because I just didn't see a future with it. Uh, to me, it's just, you know, just one of those paths that everyone takes because that's what they were raised to do. So I didn't want to do the same thing. Yeah, and, and you, you Slavic, you just hit the whole premise of what this show is about um, yeah. and why I like talking to people like yourself is because that isn't the path for everybody. And mm -hmm. nowadays, um, I'm a parent, so I know how it is. You want to have your kids take um, a, um, a more... Uh, what we think at the, as mm -hmm. parents, um, yeah. like a more stable, quote unquote, um, path in life. But yeah. I like talking to people because I think that we look, we have lost sight of that when we have a passion and a dream about something, especially like I'm so passionate about, about the world of dance. Um, mm -hmm. And it's such a big part of my life uh, that it's important for people to hear your message that that wasn't the path for you, you know what I mean? And no. you knew it at a, a very young age that, you know, uh, there was there was a different trajectory for yourself. Um, and it's great that you have supportive parents because not everybody's parents would support their kid um, wanting to get into such a, a, a gritty, hard to maneuver business mm -hmm like the entertainment business yeah. um so it, it's great to have that family support um mm -hmm. because that's going to give you the, the energy to, to push through all the adversity um and, and and thank god because we wouldn't be sitting here talking to you or seeing right. how talented of a dude you are you you're super super talented thank um you. so thank you thank you to your parents for for instilling <laughs> that in you and allowing you to have that space where you can really develop your craft i mean mm -hmm. um that is like super important especially when you're a person who's in um the world like yourself like in a performing arts um where you're just not trying to do dance you're trying to do acting and modeling and all yeah. that stuff so um 100%. it's that exploration that you want to have support with mm -hmm. yeah and, and um so talk to me about like when you before you was so you think you can dance like the first major thing that you kind of stepped into um when it came to dance or did you have any um like big breaks or professional mm -hmm. kind of um benchmarks or or landmarks where you had before do you think you could dance um no i mean i'm very i'm very very fresh to the industry like i said as soon as I was finished with high school. I moved to Vegas, which was two years ago, like uh, like literally just now two years ago. Uh, I moved uh, 
two summers ago. So, um, yeah. And as soon as I moved for the first year, I didn't know anything about the industry. I wasn't even like at the point with my dance as far as training. Like I had to train a lot. I, I, I always recognize how good I need to be to get what I want. So I've just I've always been the person to like, well, if I want to get this, then I just ultimately have to be better at my craft. But uh, yeah, when I moved, I was very fresh. I didn't know anything at all about the business side, about you know, how to go to an audition, how to do this and that. And uh, that year in Vegas, I was kind of just like exploring and learning little by little. And uh, I remember I did like one job uh, for something. Uh, and that was kind of like my first professional thing, but it wasn't even that big. It was just, you know, a, a gig for a dancer. And uh, yeah, so you think was my first big thing. And I'm a sponge, like I learned everything as I do things like I adapt really quick. So me doing so you think you can dance i just learned 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 everything to the point where now i feel very familiar with like what to do in this industry and like how to like maneuver it you know like you said earlier so yeah so you think was my first big break i guess you want to call it and uh, it taught me a lot uh it, it that's impressive in itself because from somebody who followed you from that point um it, it wouldn't have appeared that you that was kind of like your first groundbreaking kind of breakthrough stuff that you were doing because you carried yourself through that whole process as someone who's the viewer watching you go through that process with such um, a professionalism mm. that um, sometimes people don't always have or pick up that fast. I mean, yeah. you said you've only been kind of thrusted into this within like the last two or so years yeah. and you're fairly new to it and it's great to see that um the absorption that you've had to the whole process mm -hmm. um how is how is that whole thing um did you have any formal or training in other styles besides your own at that point mm -hmm. um no i did not uh, everything uh i the only type of training that I had was that little bit of like basic hip hop choreography in Ukraine. But uh, like I said, that was just very like things that I don't even use that much. A lot of my uh, learning comes from like being in the field. So like doing battles, stuff like that. Just, uh, I mean, I, I can't even think of any real examples. It's just me kind of learning on my own, watching like people that I look, looked up to on YouTube. Uh, a lot of it just came from, uh, watching people and like learning it so it wasn't like and especially with uh, with formal styles like uh contemporary ballet like uh, jazz i was never taught any of that at all uh, after i made the academy the only thing i can say is after i made uh, uh into the academy made my audition i had like a month before i had to go to the academy and uh, i was like well let me take some contemporary classes so i took like maybe four five contemporary classes like yeah, and uh, I the, another big challenge was uh, memorizing choreography. That's another skill that I had to develop. Through. So it was just a, a lot of a lot of real training that I had was within that month of taking like few classes at Millennium in Vegas. So no, the the answer to the question would be no. I don't really have formal training for what I did there. And and that that's also amazing because um, and maybe that's just in a testament to um, I guess. I, I, not to knock other forms of dance, mm -hmm. um, but when you come from like doing 
um, a world of like freestyle and battling mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff where it's very um, self-driven and self-created. Um, yeah. it, it kind of lends for that ability to maybe pick up things a little faster because you have to think on your like quick on your feet. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? You have to really kind of just feel things and go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, lends to your ability to absorb quickly all of those forms. I mean, you made it to like top four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and without any formal training. So that's impressive and uh, a message that you're sending. Like if you open yourself up to um, different things um, and really give 110% to yeah. those things, you can really develop, you know, a, a, a skill and a craft outside of what your normal comfort zone kind of gives to you. Yeah, um, you mentioned Slavic picking up like you. You mentioned about picking up like choreography, and mm-hmm. that's something that is learned. And I think a lot of people who are not in the world of dance don't understand how difficult that could be. Um, So how how did, how how did you, how did you prepare yourself or how did you kind of make up for the fact that you maybe didn't have, Mm -hmm. um, was that something that you had or was that you really had to put a lot of training and effort into it? Because I know you don't have a lot of time I spoke yeah. to Comfort a couple of weeks ago, and then she was telling me about the time frame that you guys have from the time like you are meeting the choreographer, how much time you have with the choreographer, to the next time that we see you doing the, the, the routine. Um, how was that pace for you? Uh, it was the most challenging part for me because uh, our season was uh, – in my opinion, from like everything that I've learned from, you know, what pre- previous seasons had to do, we had a really tough season uh, because not only did we had to, uh, our, our first uh, live show, uh, we had to prepare two duets as well as a group number, uh, which is, and one, and they would be, uh, what was it? Yeah, so the group number was out of my style. It was uh, Travis Scott's, uh, or sorry, Travis Wall's uh, contemporary. And then I had Talia for my, one of my duets. And then uh, one of the uh, my my second duet was Luther Brown hip hop. So, and the show the show uh, says that it's like oh one style is gonna be or one du- one duet is gonna be in your style, one duet is out of your style. But really both duets were out of my style because there's never animation duet really. They don't do that. So really it was everything out of my style, and it was just uh, to answer your question, memorizing the things was the hardest part. I'm very good. I believe that dance is universal. So even if they say, oh, Slavic's a freestyler, so like him picking up contemporary is like a big thing. But really, like, uh, if you don't close, what a lot of people in my style, what they do is they close themselves and they they just don't open themselves up to believing that they think they could do that. I knew that, you know, any style, you know, it's, it's all dance at the end of the day, so I could do it. The hard part was memorizing it and being able to have contemporary piece memorized on top of hip-hop piece memorized on top of uh, group contemporary piece memorized. So it was really... The biggest struggle was memorizing it, and what, uh, how I got around it is uh, after each of my rehearsals. So let's say we first started with like 
I, I can't I can't give you an exact number. It was almost a full day. It was like six a.m. to like five or like six p.m. It was like a full like ten 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 to like twelve hours. That's what we started with, and it got a lot worse as we went on. But uh, basically, let's say I got home at first at six p.m. or seven p.m. What the first thing I would do is uh, go over everything that I did. So I would just put in another extra few hours to go over everything, and that's how I made up for like lack of my uh, skill of memorizing choreography because that was the biggest challenge for me personally. And and that is something that I had to learn, you know, as a person who started doing hip hop stuff. Um, yeah. And then I moved into doing like choreography, not only doing other people's choreography is hard, is to break down the choreography to a teachable point um, yeah. where people can receive it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, where it can be absorbed quickly. You yeah. know, and that's amazing. I mean, you're 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 learning. Some people can't even learn choreography for one routine, but you're learning choreography basically for three re routines within like less than four and five. Yeah, yeah, for less than a week. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then um, not knowing if you're going to make it to the next round, and then realize, you know, knowing that you are, you have to pick it. You know, pick it back up. Um, that definitely is a testament to your your dance ability and um i'm always interested to to know like i guess maybe you can't answer this question but who were on the show some of your favorite choreographers like where you were in the room with them and you're like oh shit i can't mm -hmm. even believe yeah. that i'm sitting here <laughs> um that's funny because uh, every time throughout the whole starting from academy onto live shows anytime the producer or uh, whoever would announce like, oh, you're going to be working with this choreographer. And everyone in the room is like, oh, my God, I get to work with Mandy Moore. I get to work with uh, Travis Wall, Luther Brown. They were saying these names and they were astonished. And I was just like, I have no clue who any of these people are. <laughs> so I didn't really have, and w which was kind of good because then I didn't have, uh, like, um, I wasn't scared because a lot of them might have gotten intimidated. I didn't get intimidated because I didn't, like I said, I'm fresh to the industry. The only thing that was in my head at that point is like people in the freestyle world and like my people that I look up to. So I've, and I obviously I didn't get to work with any of them. Uh, I mean, except for like later on, like Yaya or like Comfort, those are like the people that I knew more of. And, um, but yeah, as far as choreographers, I didn't have that intimidation factor. I, I wasn't ever like, wow, like I can't believe I get to work with this person yeah, I don't think. Um, but then getting to know the choreographers after and like working with them, I'm like, wow, I really appreciate how like professional and how really great they are. And I see why they have so much hype around them when the, their names get called. Because working with every single choreographer that I did on the show was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm such a fan of all the choreographers, um, but especially like a choreographer like Travis Wall, mm -hmm. he can probably give you a as a choreographer a good space to work in because he knows the process he knows that whole kind of like fishbowl of a world that you were kind of yeah. thrusted into um to be a contestant to be a from a choreographer um to now you know working with somebody on the show um 
it's probably a really good experience where they can mold you kind of and bring out all of the the good stuff that you kind of bring to the table um and and i i I, it it's something it's really like commendable um because you kind of did this whole difficult process Mm -hmm. and didn't even skip a beat you know what i mean like so your own what do you feel was like you were like the most shocked that was in the most enjoyable you know genre outside of of anime and 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 popping and and Mm -hmm. hip-hop how like what what did you feel like you latched on to and had you know that emotional connection with um, well, I think every contemporary piece, almost every contemporary piece that I did was very enjoyable because of how uh, much emotion you have to bring to the table to execute the choreography. So I think contemporary was uh, my favorite style to do outside of what I did. Yeah, and, and again, it's it's lends back to coming from hip-hop mm-hmm. where a lot of it is emotional. Um, a lot of it is showing that um, pure like enjoyment for 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 dance, and yeah. uh, definitely I think I think that's where as a viewer we were shocked, you know, pleasantly surprised yeah. how would how quickly you adapted to contemporary. There was just something about your contemporary pieces that were you know um, that made us forget. Like and I, uh, that's what I love about the show is watching you guys come in through the audition process in mm-hmm. one genre, and by the end of the experience for the viewer, we totally forget Slavic, where you even like come in from. You know right, what I mean? Right, what your style is. Yeah. Yeah, we totally get lost into it because you have then transformed, like you said, dance is dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we totally forget. Like, I totally was like, this boy is, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like, he's a hip-hop um, popper um, doing contemporary, like, yeah. or, or jazz. I was looking at it like, look at Slavic the dancer, you know what I mean, right. by the yeah. end of your journey. Yeah. And 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 I, as a dancer or someone who can appreciate that, um, I, I really... Um, I think that you bring a message like that if you just open yourself up, like you said, a lot of, a lot of genres, not even just hip hop, but a lot of genres we get, they get stuck in that. So like ballet, they're like, I'm not going to ever do hip hop. Hip hop Mm -hmm. people are probably like, I'm never going to do ballet, but you know, it's a testament to your dance ability in your craft when you can kind of open yourself up to all that um and and, and like rightfully so you you did that 100 percent, and that was just an assessment to how long you stayed on the show you know because yeah. we see some people struggle going from genre to genre but you just basically seamlessly went through a different genre of styles and made us believe that you know you were, I mean, I guess it's from the emotions and stuff that you were putting into it, mm-hmm. what, um, you know, has to be exhausting. Not yeah. only are you doing long hours and days, but you get into something like a Travis Walt piece where it's really deep. Mm-hmm. 
now you're having to pull out. Yeah. All that emotional stuff. Um, so how do you, how did you, like, how did you manage that? Um, how did I manage to, like, pull out the emotion? Yeah, like, how do you, how do you go from being, like, exhausted from doing a 12-hour oh, well, day, you yeah, know, um, to I mean, going really, into... Yeah. Uh, really, a lot of it, uh, most of it comes from just drive of me wanting to, you know, win the show. Uh, I just knew that I had to work hard and harder than everyone else uh, in the room. Uh, but uh, on top of that, like, uh, the choreographers, for example... The last contemporary piece that I did with Travis Wall, he gave me a really relatable story, so I was able to ch channel uh, like all the emotions. That was probably my favorite piece, is the one I did with uh, Melanie Moore. Uh, the mm -hmm. story of the choreo was very uh, relatable, so I was just able to challenge like all of my emotion and energy into that. Um, but as far as like getting through the brutal, like at first it was 10 hours, and then uh, top four uh, rehearsals were the hardest ones by far because at that point like my body was like just it went through you know you know it went hell and back with everything that I've done on the show and it got to the point where on the first day when I show up I had uh, African jazz to do with Hanalei and then other pieces right uh, but African jazz was the most challenging one because uh, I had to lift Hanalei a lot and uh, she's very light and it wouldn't have been a problem any other week but because it was the last week uh, I had really, uh, like, real issues with my lower back to the point where I it was hard for me to even stretch. It took me a full hour of stretching my lower back to uh, start my Travis Wall piece because that was the first one I did that morning. So I show up and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how much I'll be able to get done today because I can literally not even bend down without having, like, excruciating pain in my lower back. So it took me forever to stretch. And then next thing, I had, like, a 15-minute or five minutes, however long it was break, before I had to go into my next routine, which was African jazz. And then I show up, and we start doing things, and the choreographer is just, he's nervous at this point because he sees that I can't even do bait. I can't even lift her up because my lower lower back won't even let me lift myself up, you know? So I had to wear a back brace for that first rehearsal. But then um, it was crazy. Second rehearsal, I show up the next day. Um, I felt great. I had I got some sleep. That day, I don't, I don't know what it was. I felt really good, and but my lower back was still in pain. And I was like, the only thing that would help me right now is for my lower back to not hurt. And then an hour later, or like 20 minutes later, I'm not feeling any pain in my lower back at all. Like somehow, I just wanted it so bad to where my pain went away. And But yeah, it was hard. Uh, you know, 10-hour days turned into like 15-hour days with less time for me to work over my memorization at home and that gave me less time to sleep so by that point I was getting at first I was getting like maybe six hours of sleep in the beginning of so you think and then it got to the point where I got four and that was the only thing I could work with and then you know live shows hit and that's like four hours of sleep automatically because we had to get up at 4 a.m and me going into sleep but it was probably even less than four hours of sleep but yeah, it was really behind all of it. The backbone to that was just the drive because I wanted to win so bad. So I just had to do what I had to do. Yeah, uh, um, the pain. I guess you you're giving us an example of how pain is mind over matter. If you really yeah. want it, if you really want to move past the pain, um, mm -hmm. 
especially with dancers, people don't really understand the physical exhaustion that we you put on your body as a dancer, especially mm -hmm. a professional dancer where, um, you know, it's not just something that is done leisurely or, you know, every now and then you're, you're doing it as a profession. So yeah. your body, your body is your, your paintbrush, your body is your, um, your tools to do the work, you know, yeah. um, 15 hour days, three routines, four routines, um, and something like African jazz where it's really demanding of, yeah. of the body. Mm -hmm. um, never, never mind the, the, the mental stuff that you have to put in to learn the choreography, the mm -hmm. physical strain that goes on top of something like that um, is something that I can't even imagine uh, myself doing. So, yeah. you know, putting that much time and effort and exhaustion on your body, um, you know, sometimes people... They just need that, that day or that couple of hours to recuperate. And you'd be amazed at, at what, what the body will be able to give back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just because you simply are acknowledging the fact that, hey, I need to, like, take it down a notch a little bit because, you know, something like that could throw your whole chances out of being, you know, a contestant on the show. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's being in tune with your body and knowing – yeah what the limits are of your body um 100 that must be that must be like like what do you how do you was it where, where the choreographers because sometimes choreographers are not understanding to something to to that effect how are the how did the choreographers receive that um you know in the midst of like finals in a competition like so you think you can dance. Um, was it, you know, something that they worked with you on or mm -hmm. were they giving you the drive and the motivation? Like, let's keep, let's keep pushing. No, they definitely take our health into consideration first. Um, so if they saw that I, like, I was really pushing it, they would tell me to like relax. Uh, but like that window of, oh, okay, he needs to rest was very small. So besides if, you know, uh, when I needed a back brace, that's obviously one of those moments where, okay, you need to relax for like a second before you hop in. So they would give me like a little like five minute break or so. But for the most part, it was a lot of like pushing, like give it to me full out. They were really, really pushing us. And it was depending on the choreographer on how much and depending on how we were. Like, let's say like me working with Luther Brown was a lot easier than me working with like Ray Lieber because I'm not familiar to jazz. So obviously Ray Lieber had to push me a lot harder to do jazz versus Luther Brown, like by week four, it was a lot more, uh, I understood the choreo a lot more. So it was a lot easier for me to like work with it, you know? So it all depended on the style for each dancer and uh, you know, how I felt, how I felt, how comfortable I felt with doing it. Yeah, that, um... That makes sense that you were able to lend just a little bit more to uh, the ease of the style that you were in, but mm -hmm. having to push through some of those more difficult um, forms or, or genres, it was probably the one of the hardest things that you had to do. Um, but I guess when you're up that high in the competition, mm -hmm. um, seeing that and goal in sight gives it's you that drive and determination. Yeah.
So you mentioned Slavic before when we were talking mm-hmm. about dance being the like entryway to this whole entertainment industry. Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned things like getting into acting and and modeling and mm-hmm. how how do you go from being Slavic the dancer to the actor to the model? Do mm-hmm. you find that um, and the the reason why I'm asking this is because Comfort brought it up in in our interview, um, so I'm interested to see how you would respond. Mm-hmm. But how do you go from all those different forms of of the business? Um, well, really, it's just like again being open to doing everything. Like that's those three things is something that I want to do. So I'm just you know. Just because I'm a dancer doesn't mean I can't do, like, I'm still a human being who can do whatever a uh, human being wants to do. So, uh, for me, acting is just something that I've always seen actors do big movies, and it's just been fascinating for me to do myself at one point. So, what do I do? Just just with, like, dance, I, I get, like, an acting coach if I need one. I make friends who are actors. I network. I find out what's right, what's wrong. Like, if it took me only a year to get where I am with dance, just through, like, me putting myself out there, I just do the same thing with acting, I do the same thing with modeling, and I will get results. It's really all about putting yourself out there and learning and executing on upon, like, your mistakes and just building up from there. That, that's, I love that. I love that mm-hmm. because um, by my normal nine-to-five job is I am a social worker mm-hmm. and a life coach. So I do a lot of trying to instill that same message um, to people that, you have the ability to do anything that you want. I mean, we hear that all the time. And sometimes um, it goes in one ear, out the other, because we hear yeah. people say it a lot. Like, you, if you want to do it, you can, and have the drive, that yeah. you can do it. And I think sometimes people will say, oh, you know, they're just saying that or whatever. But mm-hmm. there is actually proof in when you put yourself out there, um, and not every time, Slavic, you're going to rise to the occasion. I think you hit it perfectly when you said, you know, you learn from the mistakes or you yeah. learn from things that you are maybe like a little deficient in and try to seek out ways that you can solve. And that is something that as a young guy like yourself, if you can keep that it'll carry you so far in your life. I mean, I'm a little older than you, um, Mm -hmm. but that is Mm -hmm. something that I learned a little later in life. So you have the advantage of being a young guy. And from what I get from just meeting you today is that the drive and determination that Mm -hmm. you have um, is going to take you places, Um, especially in an industry where it can chew you up and spit you out. I think that yeah. drive in it all is gonna gonna take you to some really big places. So, mm-hmm. what what do you have on the horizon um, that's coming up that we can kind of follow some of your projects yeah. that are that that, that you're getting into? Uh, well, uh, first things first, like the most accessible thing to me is social media. So I've been really working since the show of building my, you know, kind of brand outside of So You Think You Can Dance, just uh, really like my brand just of dancing anywhere, anytime, like 
under any circumstances. That's what I've been doing. I've been traveling a lot more with teaching. That's another thing I've been doing a lot is traveling and teaching. So any travels that I get my opportunity, like I was in New York, shoot, shoot a video, collab with other artists, uh, kind of putting myself more on the map. Outside of that, uh, I'm, I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of training to improving my style to kind of take me where I want the people that I would watch on YouTube kind of like take me to the same level where my idols are. So that way I would get more opportunities come my way because I'm just going to be ready for them. Um, one of those opportunities is World of Dance. That's where I'm training a lot right now because I want to audition. I love it. Yeah, I went to audition for World of Dance. Uh, I want to do showcases for World of Dance, like the front row, like the stage one, not the TV. But I do want to audition for the NBC's World of Dance eventually as a soloist. Uh, I just, like right now, I don't think I'm at a level where I could, uh, like, go and win. And for me, like, I like to go all the way. Like, that's what, another thing that So You Think You Can Dance taught me is that I came underprepared for So You Think You Can Dance. And that took me all the way to the finale. So if I really, like, mastered my body more... Like, if I audition now for So You Think You Can Dance, it would have been a different result, I believe. So that's why I'm trying to get ready as much as possible for World of Dance. So that way, when I do show up, I know that I could have a real chance on winning. Because World of Dance is really, like, the highest caliber of, of dancers, in my opinion. That's where they are. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of, like, my next big thing. Outside of that, just, you know, working my social media, uh, working with different agencies on modeling, uh, working with my management on getting more jobs, stuff like that, just kind of like networking and getting more stuff done. Um, I'm getting my citizenship. I'm actually taking my citizenship test tomorrow because I'm technically I'm not a citizen of the uh, United States, so that way it's hard for me to travel. So I can't really go outside of the country to like work. So I'm getting that and I'll be able to travel and work and teach and kind of like, you know, spread my knowledge, the knowledge that I have on top of building more knowledge. So. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of things are on the way, and I've been working on them a lot recently. So, just keeping the momentum going, really. That that's it, and uh, you do a lot of stuff with another amazing dancer, Fiction. You guys mm -hmm. are like the chemistry that you guys have is, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, how is it like? You didn't know fiction prior to So You Think You Can Dance, right? Oh, uh, I, no, no, no. I, uh, so here's how it goes. I knew of him ever since I was in Ukraine because around the time, like close to when I moved to uh, United States is around the time where I saw his audition tape, uh, which is crazy to show the amount of time like that has passed. But uh, yeah. yeah, after I moved to Vegas, I guess he saw my one of my videos while I was in Oklahoma. I remember I posted a video to a song that he did a World of Dance, and I put hashtag fiction. So I guess that's how he saw it. So he liked it, and he followed me. And then um, he's always been a person that I looked, I looked up to. And after I moved to Vegas, he found out that I moved. So he hit me up on Instagram. He's like, hey, you in Vegas? I'm like, yeah. It was like, you, you want to train? I'm like, hell yeah. So that's where we kind of like became friends uh, to the point where he went from like my mentor to like my best friend. Uh, it's kind of like a dope transition, but yeah, he he inspired me with like the the way he thinks and the way he approaches things and execute things. Like his mindset and his drive kind of inspired me a lot uh, onto what I do right now. Not like outside of you know dance and all that, just in life in general. Like him as a person motivated me to become better. That that's awesome. It's always good to have somebody like that in your corner that believes in in yeah. what you're doing and that you can like absorb things from. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it, it's it's you the relate you can tell um the relationship that you guys have when we see your videos and stuff and you guys are together. It's always seems like it's a blast. You guys are always uh doing your thing out there and uh it's it's a great thing to see. I love watching your videos <laughs> of you yeah, two together. Um you guys are great separately, but I think as a as a team um there's something there there's like a chemistry and a magic that's there uh yeah. beyond just dance you know what i mean like yeah, you guys should really think about like doing something together like that is outside of dance whether it be acting or something to that effect because there's a natural chemistry that's there and uh i think it just makes people really want to know more and see more about you guys mm -hmm. um so I would love to see you guys doing some other things out there. Um, probably, I think you guys yeah, are starting to happen. Just, just knowing how the industry works and like us working well together and we're really like good contrast and like good put together. So yeah, probably something we might get like a job on a movie together, like step up six or seven, whatever one. I can 100% see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Um, so what, when you're, and you know it, it's great to see that the um the, there's a such a community surrounded by dance that mm -hmm. uh you can be doing your thing and somebody like fiction just kind of reach out to you and say hey you know what i mean like let's get yeah. together and let's do this and and it builds that community so how is like being on a show like so you think you can dance do you take those relationships? Obviously, we know you took one relationship very seriously. <laughs> yeah. But the, um, and how was that? How is that like meeting somebody um, and then having a, like you guys are like the Romeo and Juliet of So, so You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. You know, um, so how is that? How is like, do you, how do you sustain those relationships? Because you're in such an intense kind of like family bonding, very um, specific, unique situation that you guys are in. Mm -hmm. Is it something that you got, you, you kind of stay with that family? Um, and, you know, how is, how is that like after the show ends? Uh, me and Genesee, well, we, First of all, when um, I didn't know really, when, when I was in the academy, that's when you kind of meet everyone. All the crowd that I was around didn't really make the top 10. Everyone that made top 10, you know, they're contemporary, jazz, you know, tap, like ballroom. I was the only hip hop guy, right? So I didn't, I, I was around hip hop guys when I was in, so I never even knew of Genesee until we partnered up. And then we really just, uh, we had that natural connection right from the get go. We was really like on the same page we became really good friends to the point where like we would try to wrap the whatever little um uh, rehearsal afterwards in like my apartment uh, we just try to wrap it up first so that way we can just like chill and like be friends and yeah around the tour is when we started uh dating and we've been in a relationship going for almost a year now so it's going to be a year in october but yeah it's been great <laughs> yeah and and we we kind of saw that coming from a mile away. It yeah. was just something that guys, that um, you know, as a viewer, we were like, "This, they, there's something going on there." There's, there's a beyond the chemistry of just two people dancing. So it's really great to see that out of 
that whole experience that you took away so many different things mm -hmm. uh, um, that maybe somebody was coming on the show just to get that number one spot and to win. Um, but you opened yourself up to like all the possibilities that 100%. you can get from, from experience. Um, yeah. And that, that's like, I, I'm so totally digging, like I had a respect for you as a dancer, but now just as a general person, um, I have a tremendous respect for you, buddy, because you. you are, seems like you're, from what I'm talking to you, you're a hard worker. You, you came here from a totally different country, not mm -hmm. even speaking the language, being put into a, an area of the country where it wasn't exposing you to um, what your passion needed um, for uh, to develop and you sought that out um, and all the opportunities that kind of came from that, your driving, your determination. I, I really think Slavic, that's a message that kind of will be taken from this interview beyond your skills and your talent, your craft as a mm -hmm. dancer. And you got to keep as a young guy, let me tell you, you got to keep with that because it's going to take yeah. you so far in life. And we want to see that. We want to see more of you. We want to see, um, I have such a, dance is like, a, 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 I can't explain it. Um, I don't dance anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I don't do choreography anymore, but it's not something that I can turn off. I can hear a song and I'm instantly thinking about if I was doing choreography, how yeah, it just go down and do. it's all yeah. playing out in my head. Yeah, and it, it's just something that will never off. Um, and I, I have a lot of respect for people in the dance community, um, just because I know how hard it is um, being a dancer and trying to get out there and, and just have your your work seen by everybody. Um, yeah. And and I'm I'm glad you took the route that we get to see that. Um, mm. So, um, any other projects that you want to talk about that you want us to know about outside of, of, of the world of dance? Uh, nothing really. I mean, like I said, a lot of uh, the way I work, like I'm very fresh to the industry. So, um, you know, there I can get technical with like, I want to do this, this and that, or I'm going to do this, this and that. But it's really just like, it doesn't matter. Uh, just anything that comes my way, I'm just working on myself to be ready for all of it. Uh, but yeah, the people are definitely going to see more of me outside of So You Think You Can Dance. So, uh, yeah. And, and have you, you, have, you haven't come back as an all-star yet, have you? Nope, not yet. Any intentions of coming? Are we going to see you coming up on I mean, I, I, would, I would love to come back as an all-star, but it all depends on if they want to bring me back. So it's, it's not up to me. It, it's up to me to say yes or no, but it's up to them to uh, hit me up about it. So we'll see. Hopefully it is well, like one of my goals would be to come back as an all-star, but uh, we'll see if that happens. I, I definitely think you deserve an all-star spot. <laughs> so uh, that's just my opinion. I think um, the dancers would be able to learn a lot from, you know, how you transitioned through all that. Um, mm -hmm. more, the, more so than, you know, the, than having that connection with an all-star. They, you know, 
I think you can be able to give them a little bit what they may need to give them the drive and determination to keep going through the, the contest and beyond. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, when the show wraps and ends. So, Slavic, I really appreciate you joining me today. I really um, dig how your mind works and um, I, I love what you're doing with your career and what you've done with your craft to make yourself the best fucking dancer that you possibly <laughs> could be. Um, I think you're a badass. Uh, I want you, a Fiction, to do whatever you can do because I love it, I love it, I love it. And uh, I, I really am honored that you took the time today. I know you have a busy schedule um, to sit down and just talk to me about dance. I could talk hours upon hours uh, with dancers um, yeah. just because I, I understand it and I have such a passion for it. Um, and I love to see a fellow dancer um, doing their thing because I went where I went one way as a dancer and took the normal conventional route. You went the other way. And that just yeah. shows you that you have to take that drive and that determination and that passion. And you got to fucking do something with it, because if not, then you'll kick yourself in the ass your whole entire life um, saying, what could I have done? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I, I love that I get to sit down and talk to a badass dancer who, you know, really has such a wealth of talent out there. Uh, and that's no bullshit. I really, I really reach out to people that I have a lot of respect for and I dig what mm -hmm. they're doing. Um, so it was just naturally for me to say I need to reach out to him and, and see if he'll be on and just talk dance. And uh, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to like share my experiences with, you know, people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have a place here. So when you have things that are coming up, um, and you have the time and you want to sit down and tell everybody what's kind of coming up as your career, so we can follow your, your journey in this whole yeah. thing. Life, um, I would love to have you back on. And um, why don't you tell them, Slavic, how people can reach out to you or follow you, all your social media stuff, so we can kind of keep tabs on what's going on with you. Um, really, it's just my uh, my Instagram is where I post uh, a lot. That's kind of like my main platform, and it's at it i t s Slavic s l a v i k. So no no nothing in between. It's just it's Slavic as one thing. Uh, and same with Twitter, and uh, I just made a TikTok, and I think it's it's Slavic except. Instead of S after it's, it's a Z. So, but that's just, you know. Yeah, and uh, I post on there all the time. I try to be, I try to engage with my followers as much as I can and like post daily. So that's my main hub. Awesome. So everybody, I want you guys to go on to Twitter, go on to TikTok, go on to Instagram, follow Slavic. This is not the end. So you think you can dance is not the end of his journey. It's just the beginning. And yeah. we're going to see a lot of good things coming out of this young man. So if you <laughs> want to jump on the beginning cusp of him ripping up this entertainment world, um, hopefully we'll see him on the world of dance. I know we're going to see him on the world of dance. And yeah. I bet you in a couple of, in a little bit, we're going to be talking to the winner of world of dance so everybody, i think that's how it's gonna go season what season is it now season three so i think like maybe season season five season four i think probably more like season five yeah because i don't think there was so, a solo winner yet so my, we, i might be the solo winner we'll see <laughs> well 
listen, you put it into the universe for everything else. Put this into the universe, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you as the winner. If not season four, season five. I'm making my my predictions right now that we'll be talking to the first soloist, and it is going to be Slavic of World of Dance. And I'll be happy to have you back so you can talk about that whole experience and everything that's happened in between. So, everybody... Thanks for joining the Unnormalized podcast with me and Slavic, and stay unnormalized.